Welcome out to Wildly Querious. I Hello. am. Oh, sorry. God. Hello to you too. I am uh, Dr. Corinne Vota. And I am Brittany. The Brittany Freer. Freer than me. No. No? No. Such a cool last name. Hey, so there's a there's a lot been going on. Um, and as I'm sitting here, I, I'm staring at this. Do you know what this is? It doesn't matter because no one can see what it no is. No one can see what it is, but it's a it's a wood diffuser. So theoretically, it breaks up sound. So you put essential oils on there? Oh my God. With you and the essential oils. You would want a diffuser. You have a diffuser in your room. That's a different kind of diffuser. Yeah, the superior kind. Well, we'll argue about that later. But this, I have a 12 by 12 block and it's um, made up of little two by two blocks. And it's multicolor and it's supposed to make sound reflections go different places. I'm going to get like four or five or six of them. I'm going to make a little pattern here on the wall. How are you going to hang that on the wall if you're also hanging wood paneling on the wall? So that's what's great. So I'm getting the wood paneling on the wall, which actually will make it a little bit easier to screw things into. Oh, I thought you wouldn't be able to screw anything into it. No, I can screw everything into it. Oh, okay. Okay, so, so much has been going on. Um that we want to that we want to cover that we want to review that we want to talk about and yeah some of it's probably political but also some of it's just kind of cultural and that's kind of where the queer um lens comes in but before we start i want to start with a story well you're not going to say what you're talking about today or well i think the story will introduce what we're talking about a little bit today okay so I have a son um, whose name. That was thunder. Can you hear the thunder? No. That is thunder. Do we have to stop? No, of course not. Okay. This will be like, this will be like a moody podcast. podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. It's our murder mystery, wild Aquarius. And then they stopped and turned. And what did they find? Okay, just go on with your story. Murder you're being, mystery! You're being weird. I am being weird. Okay, so story time. Um, My son, Ethan, is now... Wait, do you want to say his name? Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard to figure out my son's name's Ethan. Okay. They have the internets. Um, My son was... He's, what, 20 now? 20-something? Mm-hmm. When he was eight or nine, we went to Disneyland. And back then, Disney was not nearly as um, loud and proud as they are now. Not that they're super loud and proud now, but they're... They're getting there. I mean, there's a fair amount of loud and proud merchandise at Disney these days. Um, And in prominent places. Uh, Our trip to Florida. Oh, we got to talk about our trip to Florida, too, and the pride. But we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So, uh, anyways, uh, he um, really liked this pin. They were really into pins when they were younger, my kids. And he really liked this pin that had a, um, a rainbow on it. So, my son really likes rainbows. That's just the thing he likes. He loves rainbows. Um, to this day, he has like a rainbow watch band on his wrist. And people go, oh, are you... Are you? They assume it means something, but he's like, I just... I just like rainbows. So we were uh, we were coming off Tower of Terror in California Adventure, 
And as we were walking out the door, this woman saw my son wearing this pin that had a rainbow on it. My son, you know, the younger I is, the worse the story is, but he's probably 10 or 11, 8, 9, 10, 11, somewhere in there. And she stops him and berates him for, don't you know what that means? Don't you know what you're supporting? And blah, 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 blah. I'm a bigot, blah, 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 blah. And my son, um, who was on the spectrum, um, is just looking at her like, I just like rainbows. But this woman couldn't get, couldn't get that through her mind. She couldn't, she, she had, you know, developed this association that rainbow means, um, something that rainbow means queer. And therefore she was going to go out of her way to berate my kid who just likes rainbows. And yes, it was everything I could do not to harm said woman for messing with my kid. But, um, my son took it like a champ. He's like, I just like rainbows. And he kept walking. Such a stud. Which brings me to my question of when did Christians start hating rainbows? I don't know. Why are you assuming that she was Christian? Well, because she started quoting about like Jesus hates fags and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the thing that came out of her mouth. I was quoting that context. Um, so yeah, I, I, I made the assumption there, you know, if someone's going to use the name of Jesus to declare hate, I'm, I'm going to assume they're Christian. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what, what got me thinking. And, and, and obviously I think it's related back to this target story where target has pride merchandise, uh, as they do every year, as they've had for the past 10 plus years because capitalism theoretically because of capitalism theoretically or definitely yeah we'll, we'll get into that we'll get we'll get we'll get into that a little bit more i uh, wonder how many times you're gonna say we'll get into that later oh, but, today. but we'll, we'll get there okay. so I, I have add folks so if i get off t- tangent i'm lost i have no idea where we're coming back to um and there it is. <laughs> so I don't know where I don't know where you were gonna go because you're kind of driving the truck today. Um, Target. I, I lost. Yeah, Target, and they have rainbow stuff. And yeah, I'm I'm off that train. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Target and what's going on? Yeah. So they worked with a bunch of different creators, um, and there's one in particular who, in other work that they do, has you know, something that references Satan. Um, like praise Satan kind of stuff? No, or? just like, you know, Satan accepts everybody. Like, kind of just that play on, like, being open and accepting. Um, and so, but that didn't make it into the Pride Collection at Target. Um, and I had even read where they had mentioned there was discussion about it, and Target was like, that piece doesn't fit our brand, but, like, some of these other things do. Okay. You know, so Target very intentionally is curating their collection with various, you know, creators okay. um, for pride. And from what it, it seems like, you know, because these things kind of happen and you don't really know what's happening until you read about it. So it's hard really to kind of like know what came first, but it definitely seems like 
the fact that this creator in particular had this other piece of merchandise was put the target on their back. <laughs> um, and so they were getting a whole lot of hate on the Internet. Um, and then, you know, simultaneously, Target is also getting a whole lot of hate. And there was another piece at Target, like a bathing suit that, you know, people were saying was marketed as being extra tuck friendly. Okay. Which it was just a more coverage bathing suit from what I can understand. Okay. Um, like there's definitely some, you know, bikinis out there where it's like, here's a string and a very small triangle. And yeah. I don't know how people <laughs> fly with that. Um, you know, so that's okay. But something with more coverage that's, you know, got rainbows on it or that could, you know, be worn by a trans person is a no, no. So they've, you know, that was one of the things. And then just the fact that Target had uh, pride merchandise for children, like, yeah. you know, stuff in a children's size or like stuff yeah. for Like that was, you know, a big thing. And so Target essentially got, and I don't know where, and I don't know to what degree, but their stores were not being safe for their employees. That's right. There was, um, people making threats online or something or maybe even going in stores and starting to like some of their like pride um displays were getting knocked down and Mm -hmm. from what it seems like it seemed like there were you know people who would come in and berate staff that sounds very christian i i mean i don't want (laughs) to say open up a holy war here i don't want to say anything either way about who or what because i don't know yeah um and so target released the statement That says, you know, for more than a decade, they've offered products that celebrate Pride Month. Mm -hmm. With this year's collection, they've experienced threats impacting team members' sense of safety and well-being while at work. Given the volatile circumstances, they're making adjustments to plans, including removing items that have been at the center of most of the significant confrontational behavior. So things from that specific artist, um, the bathing suits, and anything that is related to kids yeah um and they end their statement by saying our focus now is moving forward with our continuing commitment to the lgbtqia plus community and standing with them as we celebrate pride month and throughout the year okay wow there's there's so much to unpack there um but i think we're gonna have different opinions on it i i i i think good i love fervent debate um standing with us uh that that that's the one that kind of soured okay oh there's so much here there's so much here well go where do you want to learn let's let's start talking about swimsuits first of all i swam in high school and a little bit in college played water polo i am no stranger to speedo in all of its forms and varieties and I can say this, um, you tell me about a swimsuit that offers more coverage, uh, less revealing. And I think, sign me up, please. <laughs> like, uh, but it's, it's again, if that was, if that swimsuit came out in February and 
was, was black. I don't I don't even know what it looked like. Right. But if it just came out and was just part of their swimwear line versus their pride line, no one would say no one thing. would have any sort of issue with it. Oh, it's frustrating. And it would people would be like saying, Oh yay, great for like body inclusivity and yeah. yay for being more modest and yeah. whatever. Um, but just because there's more like fabric around the crotch area, you know, they're offended. Because it's part of the pride collection. So let, let, let's move on. Let's move on from that one, though. But you think about you just wanted to put your two cents. On I that. just oh swimsuits. Ugh. Um, there's so much thunder. I so I so hope it makes it onto the podcast. Okay. I might. No, you can't add extra thunder in. <laughs> you would. You you. All of a sudden, we're like in a rainforest somewhere. No, no, no. Okay. No. All right. Back on point. So, um, some of the things I've seen going around the web, the interwebs is people being upset about kids shirts that have rainbows on them. They're infuriated by this, which also, um, there was something about Kohl's similarly where on what I saw specifically was like on a three month old onesie, Okay, there were a handful of diverse looking people holding a rainbow flag. Okay. And people were outraged because we're indoctrinating three month olds who like cognitively don't even have the ability to be indoctrinated. Right. They but, don't even know if they're clothed. So go. Yeah. I know. Speaking, right. of, speaking as a psychologist, they don't know they're wearing clothes. They don't know where to poop yeah. either. But sorry, that was a tangent. But again, it's not just Target who is coming. Although I'm wondering like Coles is such a. Who's coming after Kohl's? <laughs> Who still goes to Kohl's? That's like the Wonder Bread of stores. I totally forgot that they even existed. <laughs> but again, you know, I think Target was the thing that started some of these other smaller. So this is this is one of those things that, that I can't. It's actually difficult for me to wrap my head around. Um, and maybe if I try to put myself in my mind from 10 or 15 years ago. I could do it. Um this entire concept of indoctrination and I, I, I can't, I can't help but wonder when they say they have these laws that say, don't say gay or that teacher in Florida who got in trouble for showing a Disney movie that had a same sex relationship in it, but didn't get in trouble for movies that had opposite sex relationships in them, which is also talking about sexuality with youth digress, whole nother point for another day. Um, conservatives and you know christian nationalists and things like that they must actually think you can make people gay well i mean i don't know it's interesting there was another because because if you just hide it then people won't be gay i mean it's not like they're are they trying to I make gay I think people not exist no i think it's like osmosis or contact like contact high <laughs> but there was another article from cnn where the president of the family foundation of virginia which is a conservative faith-based organization says that target is pray oh target is paying the price for telling kids to be discontent with their bodies putting ideology ahead of interests of investors and creating a hostile store environment for parents with children and i just find that so interesting because you know, yeah, Target has definitely had some blows, I think, from both sides yeah. because of this. You know, the queer people are upset that Target is, 
you know, backing down somewhat. And then the other side is upset that it even exists to begin with. But just, I don't understand how, you know, a shirt or a bathing suit is telling a kid to be discontent with their body, except for the fact that with how our culture and our society is, like lots of clothing makes people discontent with their body. (laughs) You know, like how many women won't wear a two piece Yeah, because they don't look the way you're supposed to look in a two piece, but we don't ever blame, you know, the clothing itself. Right. We work very hard to say, no, this is just a piece of clothing. That's not right for my body. Yeah. You know, if we're being body positive, I don't know if people in this arena are. You have to think about it though. You're talking about a community that still blames the woman for being raped because she was dressed inappropriately. You're talking about a community that says, hey, you were wearing a short skirt and you were showing your elbows. You had it coming. And so for them, I mean, clothing is so representative because that's all they have is to look at this outward stuff that doesn't matter for people that know what's going on. And they just look for these indicators. They look for these signs. They look for these. They're very into like... um, like omens and stuff. They're very into this is an indicator that you are not a righteous person. And I don't want I don't want to get into that so much, but it doesn't make it not true. And we were talking about a culture that says unless you hide most of your body, you are somehow flawed and that fault of harm that comes to you. So it is a clothing obsessed group and let's let's back up and talk about gay capitalism a little bit. Well, can we go please? Can we go I mean, I want to finish. I'm trying to, like, keep a linear progression here. Please please continue. But, like, just the last part of that quote where it says that they created a hostile store environment for parents with children. And I think, um, I think that the blame is very much so misplaced. Because Target themselves, as a company, as a business, having something in stock is not it's not an actionable thing that they're really doing yeah you know like if i were if i had like celiac disease or if i had you know a dairy allergy or whatever and i walk down the bread section i'm not gonna claim that a store is like assaulting me with their bread right or with their dairy right they have it you know it's up to me to kind of manage like you know, my own way around the store. Um, And I think that it just, it takes all of the blame and it really shifts it from the individuals who are creating an unsafe environment and puts the blame on company for, I don't know, maybe opening the door for people to be crazy. Which again, they didn't open that door even intentionally if they did. They happen to have stuff in the room. And if you extrapolate that to Amazon, right? Who... I hate to break it to you, but Amazon sells stuff that is definitely problematic for Christians. Um, if we're being honest, for people of almost all religions, you can find something on Amazon that is offensive. But they don't have stores you can go in and like make a scene. And it's all very public. And that's what I think is interesting, too. All these displays, all these tearing down of Target, they're all, you know, record these videos and post it online. So it's all very much look at me, I'm being more righteous or I'm calling out these people. And it makes me wonder for a group that was so against cancel culture, um, maybe you should just cancel culture it and not shop there. Maybe if you don't like it, just don't shop there. 
Um, Which is so interesting because everyone is saying, oh, let's boycott Target. And (laughs) well, but this is what I find interesting is like, I don't necessarily go to certain stores and I don't feel like I'm boycotting them. I just am not going to their... If I were boycotting them, they would be... It would be because, like, maybe they're actually doing something that causes active harm to, like... Yeah, so I Someone think, in my community or someone in my inner circle. Like, I would be... There would be actionable steps if I'm boycotting something. Yeah, and I think, you know, the two that come to mind that we will talk about later in this session, like Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A. Um, Again, we'll talk about it later. There's so much to unpack here. There's so much going on. You just make promises. I don't want anyone to... To be like, hey, wait, you didn't talk about that because hey, that would be me. I would, I would be the one who said that. There's always the next episode. It's one of those things I learned as a psychologist. If you don't get to it today, that's okay. There's always the next session. Um, yeah. So I, I wish they would boycott it, but here's the thing that. Oh, I said here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if you if you find that curious that I said that, go back to our here's the thing episode. It's great stuff. Um. I think it's important for our our listeners who maybe aren't queer or maybe um, less connected in the queer community to understand gay capitalism and what that is. Um, And it's it's a very real motivating force in in commerce. Um, I remember a long time ago, I used to work at a company in Utah that was, it was owned by a Mormon guy. um, Named Mike and Mike was cool. Mike was one of those guys. that's like, I don't give, I don't, I wouldn't say that he said, I don't give a fuck, but he's definitely, I don't, I don't care what people are, what they do. And, um, even more than I don't care. It's like, yeah, go for you. And there was came a point where we were doing market research in 2001, 2002. And we found out what most companies found out about that same time. Gay couples are typically dual income with low kids. At that point in time, almost no kids. Probably high amount of pets, though. Cats and dogs. Large amounts of pets. Cats or dogs. I don't know that you would intermingle. Yeah. So as we were going to this research, we were like, wait a second. Here are people that are fashion conscious, fashion aware. Tons of discretionary income because it's dual income and typically um, higher dual income amounts. And so it's a it's a worthwhile demographic for companies to say, hey, let's um, let's figure out a way to bring you into our business. And I mean, for better or worse, I still come down on the side of capitalism and be like, hey, if I wanted to make money and I'm selling it to a group that I'm not exploiting, go for it. Knock yourself out. And as we've seen over the past 10 or 15 years, lots of companies came to those same realizations said, here's a market with money. Who spends it and you know <laughs> if we're being honest looks good wearing our stuff well and i'd also say that there's a when you have something that's seasonal and creates mm-hmm. number demand. one you want it for that season but yep. then you know you can only get it for that season then you've got some more demand and then people are more likely to you know buy it you've got that urgency component because a lot of places don't necessarily stock a ton of gay themed things throughout the year yeah it's primarily may and june Mm -hmm. um and we've seen it we've seen it with budweiser we've seen it with other brands and the unfortunate part about gay capitalism is 
some brands do it just for the money without understanding or including or representing the community. They'll slap a rainbow on something and say, hey, we're inclusive. Um, no amount of rainbows on the Hobby Lobby logo is going to tell me they're inclusive. Um, but, but companies do it. And though so it seems that Target is more of a sub- actually genuinely supportive company. Yeah. The fact that they are having, you know, designs from queer people and, you know, a lot of times like being able to get your artwork or your designs like at a big box retailer is huge. That's huge. So they're just by having the stuff that they have, they're really supporting, you know, queer creators they are and the money is going to the to the right spot and target is definitely one of the leaders was we'll we'll debate if they still are or not but i think that goes back to our experience at disney world a couple weeks ago um disney is another one of those that's forefront on the we're gonna push some boundaries and before you get upset about that before you're hey like hey disney don't sexualize things let's keep in mind Almost every Disney movie is a sexualized. Well, the classics. The classics. I mean, now they're they're going. Yeah, uh, the past, in the past ten years, up until maybe even Brave, where she was an independent, it was still you have to marry, you have to be with this guy, you have to do this thing. But that was the start of like breaking norms. That was the start of breaking norms. But prior to that, it was always, I just met you, I love you, let's get married. Oh, you're sleeping. Let me kiss you. Um, you know, no consent. Very like so much of 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 our culture. Again, every Disney movie, really, except maybe Pinocchio. That one came to mind for some reason. Okay, uh, that one was had its own. That one weirdness. had its own weirdness. Uh, but yeah, so every movie has had um, sexual some sort of sexual component to it. And I think maybe because of that, because they spent so long normalizing cisgender heterosexual relationships, maybe that's why they're leading the charge on let's change media. And if we're being honest, Disney owns media. There's hard to find a Disney company. I mean, it's a media company that's not connected to Disney now. It's I don't feel like they're as great as you're making them out to be. I think because there's still... I mean, the most queer specific content that they have in any movie is like, okay, maybe LeFou in the Beauty and the Beast is gay. Or, you know, here's a a queer couple in Finding Dory that you see for two seconds chasing after a stroller. Which got feedback all and it's, you know, a lot of hate for that too. And it's like, what's... And then like the, the most they've done is here's a gay character in Strange... Strange World. Strange World. You know, where the storyline does not at all revolve around his romance. Right. It's very much so, you know. About his, him and his dad. And yeah, it's the, family. And the earth and that's the thing. And so they're, they're very slowly, very slowly creeping. But in no way, shape or form, have they made any truly like queer content. Maybe not on the content yet. I think they're getting there. But here's the point that comes, the thing that comes to mind. When we were at Disney World... There's a store in Disney Springs called World of Disney. I mean, there's that store probably at every Disney. Anyways, um, well, at at every Disney I've been to so far, this remains true. Where 
if you walk into that store um, in Florida, at least, their primary entrance, the main front door of that store, is entirely queer merchandise. From floor to ceiling, it goes back maybe 30 or 40 feet. You have to walk through that before you can get to any other part of the store. They've said very loudly, and if you think about the kind of people that go to Disney World, um, it's a lot of families. It's a lot of what I would you know, classify as wholesome kind of family. It's a wholesome family place to go. Not that raucous at uh, Universal or... Um, Six Flags, but it's a, it's 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 arguably a wholesome place to go, and they've made the statement: if you're walking in the store, you're seeing nothing but queer merchandise. That's, which they're now actually labeling as Pride instead of their actually, Rainbow Collection, which yeah. is what it was up until. Which is huge. It's just it's, it's absolutely say you know what we will take a stand and we will do this, and yeah, they're getting backlash, but they're not backing down. Are they getting backlash for any of their products though? They're getting backlash from the state and their ability to do business. Which is separate from any... I don't, I don't know that it is. ...pride line that they have. Because if they were going to do a pride line and like Disneyland, they have their pride night coming out, none of that could have been done from the time that the stuff started with DeSantis to now. They're, that's not sure how business... Oh, no, sure I don't think sure so. I don't think... I think that's stuff that you know ahead of time. And you say, okay, yeah, like we're doing this. And Disney does, you know, rainbow merchandise every single year. Like, yeah, it's it's not a new thing they're adding to like their to do list. What I think is interesting about it, too, is that it doesn't take away from non queer merchandise. What they're saying is we're going to offer merchandise that no matter who you are, who you love, we have stuff here for you. And I think every gay in that store was in that section. But there were so many. <laughs> every gay. There were, no, there were. Here come the gays. There were multiple couples. There were multiple couples. In that couples. section. And there were definitely some like, what you would read as, you know, queer looking people. You know what else there was in that section? There was a lot of tears. There were a lot of people. I stood there for probably 20 or 30 minutes and just kind of watched people looking at merchandise that said, Oh my God, I can exist. I'm, I'm, I am, I am supported. Mickey celebrates who I am with his little pride flag. Yeah. Um, that's huge. And the reason why that's such a big deal is when you consider people in the queer community, were not allowed. One would argue they're maybe still not, but up until at least the two thousands, Queer people were not allowed to exist in society. And if they were, they weren't allowed to say who they were. They weren't allowed to say who they love. Um, so absolutely, affirmation and, and support is is essential. It, it, it's And it may seem over the top for people that are straight or, or cisgender, but imagine you spent your entire lives being told you're not allowed to exist. You know, if someone puts something out there in the back corner that says, hey, here's a shirt you can wear. That's still kind of telling me I don't allow it to exist. Well, so, and this is, I think, I don't know. It's hard to compare like Disney and Target. Yeah. Where is Target, you know, doing it for the corporate whatever. But I think at least over the past couple of years, we've really seen Disney 
as a company say, we want to be more inclusive. We want to do more diverse storytelling. And so, you know, the steps that they're taking are in line with like what they're saying that their values are as a company and, you know, what we're starting to see. And they're, I think they're just separate from retail. You know, they, they exist in, I mean, obviously they're making money, but they're existing in worlds of storytelling and they're, you know, existing in like creative spaces. And so it's not just, let me give you a product that you're going to pay me for. Yeah. You know, like Target, you go there, you buy something, and that's your experience with Target. Disney, yeah. your experience is the parks, it's the movies, it's everything. You're you're right, and Target is such a it's a it's a commodity warehouse. It's a place where you go to buy everyday things. Um, I've I've seen some people that are that say they're going to boycott Target boycott Target for a week or <laughs> for a month, but I'll be right back there in July. And Target's just thinking, all right. Well, but you cool. also you were upset with Target. Yeah, and this is and this is why. Target has painted themselves as an ally. And this is one of those things that goes through my mind of, and I see it every day, all these people are, oh, I love queer people. Oh, I think queer people are the best. I'm an ally. You're an ally when you get, when you stand next to us and people are throwing rocks at us. That's when you're an ally. So many of these people are, are, are fair weather allies of, Oh, I'll wave the flag and you guys are awesome. And I love you guys, but am I actually going to do anything about it to change it? Am I actually going to, to stand up? And, and I think about this and, and like the classic experience that comes to my mind was Loma Linda university, uh, where I went to school and got my doctorate in the psychology department. They claim to be, Oh, we're so supportive and we're such allies. But when one of my rotations I went to found out I, I was I was queer and within the hour fired me for it. Instead of saying, well, that company's not allowed on our campus anymore, they invited them back the next day and said, recruit more students. That's bullshit allyism. That's not it's, it's not an it's fraud. And so, well, I think <laughs> I I think it's challenging to expect a company to be an ally. Because, again, you're talking about, you know, like Target, where Target has responsibility to the safety of the employees, to people other than who they're trying to claim to be an ally with. Right. Like at the end of the day, it's important that their stores are safe. It's important that their workers have, you know, a good place to work at. Yeah. And that's their bottom line. Their bottom line is never going to be, we're going to stand with such and such marginalized community because they can't because they're a business. And it's like, you know, when we had that conversation a while ago about how, you know, it might be easier to change the mind of like the mom who has a queer kid versus the politician because the mom is in that inner circle. Yeah. You know, politician is not in that inner circle and that's, if we're looking at corporations, and this is where I think Disney differs a little because they're trying, they're, they're trying to put their hands in every circle and be diverse and they're trying to make stories that represent people, but that's what they do, right? Target sells things. They don't make stories. And so to expect a company to be in that same circle where they're going to, you know, have that same level of care, like it's not possible. They're too big. They're too disconnected from 
you know, what's really going on in the community. They can uplift and they can amplify and they can showcase and they can do all of that with their platform as a large company. But when it comes down to, you know, what they are able to do and how they are able to take a stand, they've got limitations. I agree with half of that. Okay. I agree with half of that because as a company, your employee safety is number one. Is it you? Your employees are number one. I felt you. Oh, put your customers first. No, 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 no. As as a company, you put your employees first, and the customers will take care of themselves. The employees will be great to the customers. And it's important to safeguard em- employees from these, again, supposedly good moral people coming in there and threatening them. Um. So just have you not figured out you're on the wrong side of history if you're part of a religion that feels it's okay to threaten other people's lives? Like, ah, and so I'm with you on the on on the employee employee part, but at the same time they caved. At the same time, but they didn't cave. They caved all the way. They caved enough. What they told the right wing people is if you complain and. They even rewarded the threatening behavior. If you complain and threaten our employees, we're going to do what you want us to do. But what's the alternative? The alternative is you hire more security guards and if someone does to do that, what? you to fucking arrest To stand next to them. every single cashier? Yeah. You don't know when something is going to happen like that. Well, I, so I think, far, this has only happened in the queer section of, of Target. So I'm, I do think I'm you, imagining that it's also people going up to associates, wherever they may be, to complain about it's i don't think it's well, just it's happening on, in that like 30 feet and you stop them before they leave the door and you say say to the police here's a hate crime arrest i, them. I don't so they've told you, you make it sound so much easier than i think it would be to do that well that's the case in the florida like um poet laureate i forgot her name um i really shouldn't have she's freaking brilliant you know she was talking about how her poem her inauguration poem for um President Obama was banned in a classroom because a parent complained. A parent complained and the poet laureate of the United States who wrote a poem about thriving and being seen and feeling American, that's banned because a parent complains. And so anytime you cave, you let them win. And if you cave because there was a death threat or a, you know, set of violence, you're rewarding that. But then the alternative is violence. The the alternative is order. The alternative... No, that's not the alternative. So how do we stop... How do we let pride goods be sold in a way that Christian extremists don't get to control what other people are allowed to see or allowed to buy. Well, first of all, I don't think it's just Christian extremists. Who else is it? I would say anybody who is anti-LGBT. You make it sound like it's like a group of five people who are crazy. But it's not because there's so many people who like. Oh, I think there's millions of Christian extremists. Um, Well, I don't. I assume that they're just like a small group of people. So. But I don't know. I don't think it's. You can't. I just I don't think that it would work that way. And so they're going to get arrested and then what? Let go the next day because they yelled at somebody. 
Like, that's not justice. So then they've learned that now, okay, even if I go and I accost a clerk at a store, the worst that's going to happen is I've talked to the police for five minutes and then they're going to let me go. Inconvenienced, but, like, there's no real justice necessarily. So you're expecting, like, the law to come in and do something and the law's not going to do anything. The law's against queer people. Yeah. So to be able to say, hey, you know, customer base... We hear you and we understand, you know, that certain products or certain creators are problematic. We will pull some of these things, but we're still having the rest up. And I think that's the best that they could do. Kind of like the best that Disney can do right now is have a character who is gay, who mentions it once in a movie where it's not the topic of the movie. Because people have been chirping and chirping about, you know, the direction that Disney's going and if Disney ever does that. And it's like... At the end of the day, they're still a business. They have to do what's best for, you know, their company as a whole. And they can't, you know. This goes back to, I think, the, the responsibility of corporations in general. And there's a lot of CEOs that are complaining, like, why do we have to be thrust into these culture wars, quote unquote. And I don't view it that way. I don't view it as a culture war. I view it as... You're either on the side of good and letting all humans know that they are inherently worthy of respect, or you're on the side of evil, which says some humans aren't inherently worthy of respect. And if that's a culture war and you somehow disagree with that, you, you think that there are some groups of people who are not allowed to exist or not allowed to buy clothes or not allowed to you know see representation in the media, you are on the wrong side of history. You, you are on the wrong side of good and evil. You are on the wrong side of humanity. Because at the end of the day, if you, you, if you were the Christian or the religious person you claim to be. But some of these people aren't. Like, I run a business. I want to do what's best for my business. I'm seeing right now that these certain issues are causing a lot of controversy. I'm not going to participate in that from my business. And that's, I think, like, if you run a business, you have the ability to choose what to engage in and what not to engage in and to make, you know, business practices that work for you. Well, I think I think um, I would venture to say that there's probably a lot of people who are higher up at Target who are very supportive of the LGBT community and who are very disheartened about the fact that they had to pull some of the merchandise. But at the end of their day, their personal and their business ways of being can't always align. You understand that there was a Supreme Court case in 2007, um, Citizens United, which was a right-wing cause that says businesses should have free speech. And it was it was voted on by the Supreme Court. And the, and the concept behind that was that um, political contributions are free speech. And therefore, um, companies should be allowed to be give unrestricted amounts of money to candidates as part of their free speech. And the irony of this, of course, is how quickly the right wing changed where they said businesses aren't allowed to have a voice. They aren't allowed to push, you know, have a free speech as long as it's not what they agree with. But as we're talking about businesses and we're talking about what's right for businesses and the best choice for them, I'm kind of... 
I was kind of floored right before we started. You sent me this article about Chick-fil-A, who has an interesting reputation in the past. And so for for although can we just can we just say for a second, there's no there's never drama at Chick-fil-A. No one because Chick-fil-A very much so has a history and they have their stance on things as a company. And unfortunately, I think most of that is like upper management who sets here's what the beliefs are of our company here's where we give our company's money to blah blah they're like cashiers and stuff they're just like people right but they have a reputation and at no point has anybody ever gone into a chick-fil-a and like accosted someone that i know of i'm sure there's been protests outside right but again like the gay community definitely called on a boycott of chick-fil-a in 2000 13 2014 i think again yes but again no one is like going inside and, and physically is costing people right. and even right. like in and out has bible verses on their cups yeah they and do. no one goes into in and out screaming and shouting that their cup is religious well, and that's that also argued that, that that in and out is fucking delicious and I, i've never liked chick-fil-a not gonna lie i cannot get there but i'm just it's i think highlights a point that there can be things that exist that we know about, that we participate in, like in and out cups, right? Where it's like, eh, this is what they do. Yeah, I, I like their stuff. I like the company. I like their burgers. Whatever. So I'm gonna keep going to them, or I'm not because I don't like them. Yeah. But that's that's it. Yeah, we're able to turn on and off our filters. I think for companies, um, a great example of that is Home Depot. Home Depot's owners are strong right wing donors, um, supported Trump. Um, and so I, I remember I was very against Home Depot, but then I, uh, as a psychologist, I was in a town where Home Depot had a warehouse and a lot of the people I actually saw worked at this warehouse and they said, they treat us amazing. Like they, they, and they, and they did Home Depot went above and beyond for all their employees and includes inclusivity, safety breaks, print, like just, they were the exception. And I was like, oh shit, like this company can be can do good too. And so what gets me about Chick-fil-A in this article you sent was Chick-fil-A was facing all sorts of boycotts and backlash for speaking out against um, the right of two people to marry. And they stopped after that. And instead of giving money as a corporation, the owner, um, his donations to political parties or political causes or things like that went up dramatically. So basically he said, well, I'll just take all the money out of the out of Chick-fil-A that was going to go to this, give it to myself and then donate that money. He separated himself from the business in that context. And that's where it left off. And I always kind of viewed that as a, uh, a loophole, maybe like a, eh, it's still the same effect. People that are spending their money at Chick-fil-A are actively contributing to the harm of my community. And then today you sent me this article that started talking about Chick-fil-A's um, diversity, equity, and inclusion director. Yeah, that they had just hired someone to be in this position. Which is fabulous, which is, which is, which is them recognizing that, hey, I mean, among our employees, among our marketing, it's important that we have diversity, that everyone feels like they have an equal role in the company, and they feel included here. And... I don't know what to do with that information. I, I, with the fact that they're doing that or the fact that there are people who are upset about it? Well, 
of course there's people upset about it. And we think back to Florida again, they've now disbanded any DEI positions at state schools or any state funded organization. So again, diversity itself as a concept has become bad. Well, that's it. And, and, And you have to wonder, you know, Christian Republican alt right. At what point is inclusion of people bad? Again, like, do you not get what side of history you're on when you're saying inclusion of people is bad? Oh, I digress. <coughs> so what was that article talking about? You said there were people boycotting. Yeah, it's just, I was just fascinated that there were people who were upset about a position in a company that they're going to have no interaction with. It's not like Chick-fil-A is going to like post this person's picture on their window you know, they're not selling merchandise like Target would about like pride stuff. Right. But it's like, hey, we added a new position to our company. Which is entirely really about making sure employees feel safe, welcome, included. Like that that is what DEI is. You have DEI at schools, make sure like students feel safe, welcome, and included. And I would also assume that it's, you know, making sure that pay is fair and equitable. Yeah. You know, that there's I would assume a lot more standardization and like Everyone's getting, you know, similar benefits, similar Mm -hmm. pay as far as like where their rank is or what they're owed or whatever. But doesn't that just go to show you that people that are boycotting this are probably the same people that are in favor of Florida banning that position from existing? Like, this is where we've come. This is where we're at. And I don't think we should be surprised. And this is one of the things I think about a lot of... A long time ago, I think you showed me a quote or someone did that said, um, for people with privilege, um, equity looks like oppression. If you're, if you're in the majority and you, and, and you don't realize the benefits you have for being in the majority of America, of whatever community you're in. Um, when you start seeing other people have access to the ability to marry or the ability to live or the ability to go to schools themselves, for you, it absolutely feels like you're being attacked. You haven't been able to identify that just because someone else is getting something doesn't mean you're getting less. And I think, um, so it's it's interesting because that's not how they approach it. It's not a I don't they it's come at from very moral based like oh we can't expose children to this or you know it's the way that it comes out is not the way that you're saying. But I think it still comes from the same place of Um, it's like the, um, replacement theory that's common amongst like Fox news where like white people are being replaced by people of color in efforts to take away the white majority in America. This is a real conspiracy theory that people, that people believe millions of people believe. And so for them, they're like, oh my gosh, this person has this job and it used to be my job. And it's like, well, why was it your job? Um, it's, it's this entire concept of 
things are getting a little bit harder for you because things are becoming more equitable. All of a sudden, you're not getting a job just because you're a white man. You actually have to, you know, compete against people of color, of different genders, of different um, economic backgrounds for the same job. And competition's harder. And you're just getting a taste of what it's been like to be in a minority. But is there really, is anyone really being harmed? Well, they think they are. And but that's you're, the, I, the way you're saying it makes it sound like, oh, yeah, they are. Because there is more competition. There is less space available for them. They think they are. Somehow Christians think they're under attack or that they're being marginalized. While 80 plus percent of all elected officials are Christian. 85 percent are white. So when I hear a white Christian saying, oh, we're in the minority now. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Seriously. Um. Still, though, thinking about, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. What was one of the things I said we were talking about later that, that, that I didn't get to? Oh, I don't remember. Though I, I, one of the interesting things that I read um, in one of the articles was there was a quote from like a queer lawyer in Georgia okay. who was saying... That all of the uproar and everything, all of the pushing back was a sign that, you know, the queer community is winning. Which I thought was oh. such an interesting way to look at it. It's like you can't grow without growing pains. Yeah. You know, and, and this is, I mean, the I would say the political climate in the country and the social climate is definitely experiencing pains, you know, and some some more so than other, but I think a lot of people right now are uncomfortable regardless of what side you're on and out of that discomfort, hopefully, you know, will come some positivity for people. You know, we're really hoping that it, it doesn't go the the other way. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's interesting to have that perspective of, you know, if everything was kind of status quo, we wouldn't know you know, that there was, there were people who felt this way. You wouldn't see it. You wouldn't have like proof of their behavior. And here you have like Target who's still. Who still has their pride display up anyway. Yeah. You know, even despite all of the things like they could have folded, they could have taken it down. You know, they could say, we're never doing this again. And they haven't. Yeah. And I, and I th- I'm so glad you brought up that point of of winning um, c- because I think you're right. And that's what I think I was trying to, to say earlier is I don't think we realized how hard the battle is going to be for true equity. I don't think we realized how much adversity there is out there for the the sleeping majority of, you know, white Anglo Protestant Christian, you know, the majority of America, um, when they're starting to realize, hey, something's different, of course, there's going to be pushback. And if I'm being honest, they've been pretty damn effective so far at their pushback. When you look at the Supreme Court, when you look at, I mean, 23 states now, transgender kids can't actually get health care. That's recommended by every medical organization. They're, they're pushing back and we can't, that's why we can't cower. That's why we can't let them win when a parent complains. 
That's why we have to push back and say, no, we're on the side of good. We're on the side of humans. We're on the side of everyone is inherently worthy of dignity and respect. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get worse before it gets better. But eventually all the old white people in charge will die. <laughs> and that'll be there's, interesting there's to see. Tr- there is actually truth to that. I uh, mean, how, how old is, like, what's the average age for, you know, a, a senator or a governor? Yeah. I mean, president, certainly. They're, you Somehow you can be president at 35 and the people we have president are like 70 and 80. You know, um, well, there's your there's your real replacement theory. Hey, if you're 65, 70 plus and in power, you're going to get replaced by someone younger. It's coming. Um, and I think that's 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 a message of hope for all the all the kids and all the youth and all the younger adults out there that see this and go, am I just going to be allowed to get health care? Am I going to be allowed to exist? You are. It's going to be a wait. And trust me, as part of the community that had to wait throughout the 80s and 90s before we were allowed to exist, um, it'll come. And in the meantime, you have the ability to go to a state that says, you're welcome here. Well, not everyone has that ability. You're right. Because most of the states that say you're welcome here are really damn expensive to live in. Um, I guess more on that on another topic. Anyways, um, this has been... Wild Aquarius, thanks so much for uh, joining in to our our, our rant, <laughs> our discussion, our opinions, our feelings, our hopes, aspirations. Do you have anything else you want to add? No. The thunder's gone. Finally. And so are we. <laughs> <laughs>